if you mess with me, I will hunt you down and kill you. Maple. Yes. Give oh. <laughs> <laughs> my name, motherfucker. Maple. Yes. Oh. Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread, Thread Raiders. Raiders. Thread 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 Raiders. We're back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Thread Raiders have returned. Yay. Sorry. We're back. We have a very special guest tonight too. Friggin' chaotic. The heck, she like didn't tell us who the amazing. Oh, it's like I'm not a guest. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, uh, I guess we should introduce ourselves, huh? Who is this weird, Probably. nasally <laughs> voice speaking? Yeah, I am a little under the weather, but I'm back. This is David Steele, and who do we have with us? I'm chaotic anarchy. And I am, as always, and the Kilted Sea Lord, TK. <laughs> TK. And then, should we introduce our special guest that you didn't tell us about? I guess. <laughs> we have the amazing Adam Christopher from the After Six Podcast. <laughs> Adam is an amazing man. Talk about it, super creative. That's why Chaotic brought him on today. This guy's got a lot to talk about. He is the host of the After Six Podcast which we'll find out is an amazing podcast that used to be something and hoping to rekindle and start up. Uh, I know he's working at that. Uh, I know Adam also because if you're a fan of the amazing Ark City. Adam is the writer for Arc City, so we're definitely going to talk to him about that. He is a lover of all things awesome, so that's why he's here. So let's get to it. Oh, that was nice. Uh, oh, that was so sweet. Aww. I feel like I uh, like a card, a thank you card, <laughs> potentially a kiss. <laughs> if you get to go that way, that's fine. If not, I could just do hug. I'll leave it up to you. Say now you can speak, Ow. Adam. I can okay because I've been waiting for like twenty <laughs> minutes to say something. Like it's been so hard. Like, you have no idea. Like sitting here, like don't say anything, don't say anything, and then now I feel like now I can say now things. You can speak. Yeah, and now I was holding back. He doesn't want to speak. Yeah, so we we told Adam in the the, the pre roll that yeah we couldn't speak because uh, we'd lose all the juicy content. So now he's the reins are free, so it's time to speak. But Chaotic's going to tell us what we're doing today. today Today, we're going to find out more about After Six and what they're going to be up to for the next few years. And then we're going <laughs> to talk about a new RPG that TK wants to talk about. What was it, TK? Orpheus Protocol. They have an amazing Kickstarter going right now. Awesome. Then we're going to do a What's in the Box. What's in the Box? Because everybody loves What's yeah, in the Box. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are controlling transmission. So After Six. Yeah, still here. And also, <laughs> yeah. So I hear that you're calling in from Japan. I wish I was calling in from Japan. If I was like, literally, if I was calling, like, I would not be on the show if I was in Japan right now. I would be oh, super busy. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm I just saying, I'd be in Japan. I mean, like, 
I've never been there. So, you know. <laughs> so funny story, a name drop. Uh, my daughter, Amara, who is the DM for a Quest for Magic and Steel, she is in Japan for uh, two weeks. She'll be back this weekend, her and her fiancé, because he just proposed to her this weekend in Japan. Konnichiwa. How cool is that? Very cool. That is awesome. That is awesome. Are, now are they going to get married in Japan? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> that would have been a crazy it wedding. Just, <laughs> it would have. It's just official now. Yeah. <laughs> All good. That's so cool. So where would they want to get married at? Oh, they haven't even planned that yet. Oh. Who knows? Keep us updated. Don't push things. Don't push things. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be a cosplay wedding. She's oh. got a lot of great cosplays out there. Like, is it a wedding where, like, if he crit fails a role at the altar, like, that's it, no wedding? Like, try to get him off. Like, is that... Do you roll for roll for I do? All right, she does. All right, now you, you do. All right, now roll. Crit fail. Sorry, guys. Straight to the reception. Try again tomorrow. Roll performance. Uh, nat one on performance. All right, so let's reset all this up. Uh, Try again tomorrow. <laughs> God, Adam. Like, everything doesn't have to revolve around RPGs, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't really. have to, but it certainly can. I mean, <laughs> be real. You know what the sad thing is? It wasn't the bride or groom who rolled a nat one on performance. It was the guy officiating everything. He just forgot all of his lines. Like, uh. <laughs> All right, after six. If you're not in yes. Japan, where are you? And what are you wearing? Uh, I'm in Indiana, which is essentially, uh, it's located, like, so if you're familiar with where hell is, it's like right <laughs> on the border, Aww. very close, like a short commute to hell from where I am, just because it's Indiana. That's where I'm, I currently am. I'm currently in Indiana. Yeah. I think that's the answer mostly to the question. I mean, also, there's, yeah. I mean, I'm in a state of like despair, but that's like perpetual. So I'm like really Aww. used to, you know what I mean? Just like total. That's so sad. Yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. I feel sad. Uh, I f- so, I feel that I'm partly to blame for that, too. Oh, oh really? Oh, no, 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 no. No, come on, no. Like, no, just... friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's that art life thing where, like, you know, you're just constantly sort of, like, uh, running around going, like, oh, it's that sort of thing. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Adam is one of those creative artist types. So, yeah, there's always shit going on. Pretty much, yeah. So what kind of art do you do? Yeah. So I'm a mixed media artist. So I've, I have for about 12 or 15 years, I was a professional uh, portrait artist. Mm-hmm. And so I did all like the weddings and like, you know, these underclass pictures and yeah, blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. And then I started venturing off and just doing more straight up uh, like abstract and then photography art. You know, I like having a person in my picture typically. Like I don't do landscape. <laughs> <that kind of stuff. laughs> um, <laughs> it makes it more interesting. And then uh, I'll just, we'll leave that there. And then, um, after that, so then I started getting into mixed media, right? So I'm, I do painting, I do, you know, Sharpies, just all kind of like decoupage, like just everything. So, yeah, yeah. so I'm a mixed media artist, that I guess. Really and then cool. also, you know, I feel you know, like I'm missing a, out. Like where, I only got some art. Where's the rest of it? You, you can, paint? You, when I see you at Gen Con, <gasps> you can get all the art. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You just yeah. fill up your whole van. You dope. just open it up and there's be all this art. That'd be awesome. Okay, like I want to go over this again because it seems I had this mystery. I don't have a van, okay? I have not leveled up to van. I have what I would call like a proto van, maybe like an SUV. Let's call it SUV, okay? I don't have sliding doors, all right? There are not distressed people tied up in the back yet. So I feel like if there was one or two people bound and gagged in the back, then I have a van. But I think until then, I just have an SUV. You also have to move it from Indiana to Arizona for that, though. Yeah. It's like an Arizona oh, yeah. rule. Relocation I don't know thing. why. It was on a snap cap, I'm pretty sure, at some point. 
<laughs> it was one of them that we got wrong and then later got right. We're like, no, no. You know what? Unnamed tea brand. Go F yourself. Pretty sure it was like, what state is known for binding and gagging their kidnapped victims? Oh and it God. was Arizona. I think that's what it was. Well, speaking of Indiana, I was going to jump in and say that, yeah, it has one thing going, at least Gen Con. So we're all going to be there. Heck yeah. And, oh, the Indy 500. and what? The Indy 500 is this weekend. Oh, are you going? One, no one with the just crickets with the I, no, biggest racing no, spectacle, the biggest spectacle in racing. Nope. <laughs> See, I, no. I, I like gas cars. I watched it with my father-in-law last year, mostly because I, one of the guys at his uh, firm designed the engines that kept failing at his mm-hmm. old uh, firm he worked at, and I'm like, so let's see how many engines fail. Uh, we counted about forty. Oh my god! Oh jeez! <laughs> you know, I don't see a lot of crossover from RPG people to. NASCAR. I just uh, maybe I'm sure it's out there. Like, well, there's, there's so people I have some good every... news for you. The Indy 500, uh, you know, that's open wheel, so it's not NASCAR. So that's oh, good. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so that's a good no. start. It's it's, it's F1. Not... F1 no. Out. It's not the big cars. It's the little cars. It's not the, it's the low riders. It's not the. No, uh, it's the super powered go karts. And I know you got some Mario Kart players up in your audience, so like they're down. Uh, don't even bring Mario Kart into NASCAR or indie garbage. Stop it. I am more so, again. What, what I'm hearing is when I finish Princesses in the Dark, I need to make a uh, a game just for you after six that is just a, a tabletop role playing game based around race cars. No, you need to play Fatal Frame before I go insane. <laughs> then you can talk about Ooh. creating RPGs with cars. <laughs> Don't even mess what, with me. What is, what is Fatal Frame? Yes, TK. Explain it. Uh, it the is withdrawal a, is real. It is a Japanese horror game that is actually based around sacred woods in Japan, what is uh, commonly known as the Suicide Woods. There's actually a temple at the far, kind of the middle-ish of it. I guess you could say middle because it's a giant 80 square mile forest and you explore a house that is haunted trying to find out in the first game what happened to your brother yeah and i found a way while playing the game the port they did for uh, one of the ps2 ports they made has a super hard version i activated that and it was epic because obviously you know I'm a masochist, and like this will be fun. <laughs> Threw in my memory card, activate super hard. Well, the problem was uh, that TK was streaming this, and there was a bug. <laughs> and so there's this one point where he's trying to get this ghost, and the object is you have to take pictures of it. And when you take multiple pictures, it takes their point damage down. And it got stuck there, and he just kept repeating something about rope forever. And it was like a half hour of him just repeating this. It was awful. He did really good with all the stress, TK. It was, yeah, it was <laughs> creepy. He's like, where's the because... rope? Over and over again. And then people started saying it in chat. I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. It's really it good. Got, it's very creepy. It gets creepier when you hear it whispered, because I was using my noise-canceling headphones, and I could hear it being whispered as mm-hmm. I was like moving around, just, where's the rope? Not cool. Perfect pitch black living room, and a thunderstorm going, playing a horde. <laughs> 
So when do we drive the cars? Do we hit the ghost with the cars? <laughs> no, no. Actually, after six, to answer your question, is that I prefer monster trucks. I am a huge fan of that. Um, however, I do visit um, Maple Grove Raceway, which is up in Redding. I don't know if you're familiar with it, David, or not, but I hang out there a lot. Yes. It's, it's a good time. Maple Grove Raceway. <laughs> Sunday, 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 Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying after six? He said Sunday, like, Sunday, 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 Sunday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought it was David doing ventriloquism <laughs> again. It, it was, no, there was both an echo. Of us. It's the echo. <laughs> it was. So we just... great, great minds think alike. <laughs> well, there's a, yeah, there has to be that like the echo that goes the whole commercial for some reason. You know, like, they actually only say Sunday one time, but it goes the whole commercial. <laughs> By the way, Adam, you made a statement about maple syrup. And you were like, now you bring maple syrup everywhere. And this guy was like, I bring maple syrup too. And I was like, oh, I no. I then like, everybody no. started tagging me in maple syrup. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> that makes my See, whole you're, day. Adam, you're your demographic. let me catch you up, David. Adam requested that I rub maple syrup all over my face when we meet. I did not request. And then, really <laughs> okay. and then do a podcast. And that's what he said. It'd be very sticky. Yeah, that's what I said. This <laughs> time. So what you said, you did not demand it, Adam? Demand is a really strong word there. I think I just merely suggested that if you were running out of ideas <laughs> for a live stream, that one might might bring in some viewers. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, I think that's... But I mean, but the way how we got it. there, though, <laughs> is we we're talking about pancakes. And I was like, hey, you know what? Because you said like, you'd make me pancakes every morning. It's very yeah, thoughtful. I, uh, well, I thought but it, then you were like, yeah, I'll make pancakes in my non-van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put maple syrup on the dashboard so it warms up for you. And then it was very weird. <laughs> oh, well, we've established what kind of car I don't have. And then you clearly <laughs> don't live in Arizona. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, obviously not. But David, clearly. if you uh, prefer a certain condiment <laughs> that you want me to bring to Gen Con, <laughs> I can. I like mustard on my taters. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh. Yeah, you think that? Well, I don't know why you're laughing, chaotic. Because you know he calls you taters when you ain't looking. So, <laughs> tater cat. That's oh no. Yeah. <laughs> chaotic taters. Tater cat nip. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh man, but. Oh, see, mm-hmm. see, this is why I get day PG-13. You're you, doing great. I try to be a good person, and all of you are trying to make me be the per- a bad person. <laughs> no, we would never. I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. I like, was that's just my updating excuse. David on what happened. Oh, right. Yes. Right, and you use the word ketchup. As <laughs> Let me catch oh. you up. I knew it. I knew once we started with mustard, we were going to get ketchup. I, I knew it. I just freaking knew it. <laughs> Once well, you start talking about condiments, they see, all come out. But you know the important I mean? thing is that they, we're giving people content they can relish. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here we go. Wow. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd like a ruling, sir. I'd like a ruling on the, Does that count? Are we counting that? It counts. It's in. <laughs> oh, we, all right. <laughs> Let's update the scoreboard. <laughs> oh, man. I feel bad for that pun. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it wasn't like super punny, but I, I get it. I get it. 
<laughs> That's underhand. That one's a little slower, mm. but yeah. As long as it's not Grey Poupon. Uh, <laughs> that, that was real bad. <laughs> real bad. <laughs> that cost extra, David. You know that. Like, come on. <laughs> Nobody's going to Grey Poupon for free, okay? <laughs> so, wait, Adam, are you going to Gen Con? That's the plan. I hope so. I, I mean, it's right in my backyard. It's only 45 minutes from where I live. So my plan is to sort of just uh, drive down there on, uh, I think, Wednesday and uh, just sort of like couch surf the, the event. Just because like my experience with cons have been like the getting a ticket is great and all that content that you get access to is awesome. But at the same time, like there's a lot of value to just going down and networking and like uh, meeting other creators and content creators and people that you collaborate with that you really only get to see like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to, yeah, that's my plan. Well, I'm excited. I'm also excited. It's going to be amazing. I hope we're excited for the same reason. Otherwise, it's going to be super <laughs> awkward. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, now I'm not telling you my reason. <laughs> so it'll be really no, funny. I'm not telling you mine. So there you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know Thread Raiders are starting early. We're meeting up uh, Wednesday evening. Yeah, meet up Wednesday night. We are at thirty-five yeah. people. Yeah, I'm scheduled to be there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and David Empire Steel's going to be at Gen Con too, right? They are. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we are actually doing a special podcast session <gasps> right, where people can come and hang out with us. Are we? Yes, we what are. What's it called exactly? Again, it's podcast engaging something. the audience. <laughs> Podcasting, engaging. I got the banned from that podcast, by the way, just before it started. Just so you know, like, because <laughs> it wasn't that kind of engaging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was nice of you to volunteer, though. I appreciate that. Well, Who I invited like, I could do this that. guy? And I sort of described my thought process. She was like, "Actually, you're not allowed to be there for that." So, <laughs> I think I invited him because I said I was going to the Wild Beaver. And <laughs> I was like, I'm going wherever it is. I'm down. <laughs> Which David, you should <laughs> go to as well. There. Mets is planning a thing there. Uh, do, do, do karaoke. So you should come. Which night is that? Saturday night. Saturday night. And I ain't got nobody. I'm going to stop over after the Blesk show. So I'll be a little late, but you should go. Starts at nine. Do it up. And that's at the Harry Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a no? <laughs> I mean, at the least, wild beaver. <laughs> at least it's not the iron tooth beaver. Yes, that's <laughs> a whole other beaver. <laughs> but no, really, you should go. 9 p.m. All right, it's set in gold in my calendar. Yeah, so if you want to see Empire Steel and us from the Red Raiders podcast, we will uh, be doing it on Friday morning. Our podcast panel. Uh, starts at 10 o'clock to 11. So click on the event finder and find it. That's my first panel I'll, ever, so I'm so excited. I'll be there in spirit. And I'll have pancakes. <laughs> From Adam's <Which> van. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a van. I'm going to upgrade it to a van. <laughs> you're you're going to show up and all of a sudden there'll be a van there that just has Adam written on the side of it. Like, what? Where, where did this come from? So, look, we don't ask questions. <laughs> TK got a van. Can yeah. it have stickers on it? Can it have like rainbow stickers on it and stuff like that? Like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna have a the, lot of it's gonna have the uh, stoner unicorn on the side. <laughs> yeah, I want it to look like a Girl Scout threw up on. Then we should it. park it next to like, like the food trucks right outside Gen Gun. <laughs> like, well, that's a different kind of food truck though, right? Like that. At that point, you're kind of you're really putting yourself out there. Like that's it's a bold move. <laughs> that's the munchies truck. 
So, David, what else did you sign up for at Gen Con? What should I be doing? I didn't sign up for anything. I just, I have, um, I'm saving time to hang out with my cool peeps. I am doing, I am GMing. So, if anybody wants to join a D&D 5e game, I'm actually doing the uh, Malmet Heist, which I've done a few times on stream. Uh, I will be doing that, I think, Thursday morning. Yes, Thursday morning, 10 a.m., so you can look it up. Uh, it's on, it's Cobalt Press, Malmet Heist, Thursday morning, Saturday morning, and Sunday, no, yes, Sunday morning. Three time slots, if you're looking for a game, you still need to fill up your slots for, oh, wait a minute, did I just say that? Yeah, you <laughs> did. <laughs> I just slipped right into that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> And we're also hanging out Friday night at the uh, gaming library, so anybody is welcome to come join that. It's usually held in like the uh, what's the stadium there, right? Very cool. Yeah, it's unlimited board gaming. We can toss the pigskin around a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidnapping Adam. It's gonna be a good time, really. Like define kidnapping because I think if someone's stalking you, it's not really kidnapping. Like they're already there, sort of, right? So like at that point. I did give him my whole schedule. So. Yeah, you did. That was a mistake. You were very clever about it. <laughs> well, I tried. You were like, tell me your schedule. And I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. he really. Uh, that was my master plan. He's like, so what are you doing? And then like. Just... <laughs> See, but this way, you know, if one of you gets separated, you could just look at each other's schedules. Like, okay, this is where CA is right now. We don't need a GPS tracker for you. That's right. If I lose my schedule, I can look at Adam's schedule, which is my schedule exactly copied. <laughs> right. <laughs> but just like two minutes behind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> slightly time. So I can't tell. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like the event starts at 9.30. This is 9.28. Yeah. Clearly, I didn't copy <laughs> your schedule. Yes. <Yeah>. Whatever. <laughs> so what projects do you have coming up, Adam? Oh, my God. We have so many projects going right now. I know. Um, so Hyper Real Media Group is the production company that is that sort of houses, uh, puts out After Six, but then that goes out on the Steel Empire Network. So that's the partnership there is that the show, you know, produced and made and like marketed and stuff through Hyper Real, but then it goes out for airplay on SoundCloud and then via, and then gets hooked into the uh, Steel Empire Network. Hyper Real Media Group has a couple different things going out. So there's a publishing wing that's coming out with, it's called Zing Splash, which is a zine. Uh, essentially with it's basically like think of it as like 50% novella and 50% graphic novel done with a couple of different artists. There's an artist I'm working with in Australia. And then uh, my friend, uh, Michael Smith, who does poorly summarized podcast is he's an also he's an architect and an artist. So he's going to do some of the pages for that. So that's going to launch uh, later towards the end of the summer. I'm working on a uh, I don't know if I can tell you that cop to ask David. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm working on Arc City related projects. <laughs> we'll just say that. Yay. No, you can um, say anything you want. Yeah, you can say anything you want. Tell us um, more because so I'm, I'm a huge fan. I know TKA is too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Got introduced to the Thread Raiders. I was listening to Arc City and see. He's like, oh yeah, David does that. And I had like mm-hmm. a fanboy moment. 
I spent a lot of alone time with that podcast. Yeah, so Adam, just know that you're not the only one that's always on me. Like, dude, when are we starting again? Dude, what are you doing? So I have other <laughs> people so, that are it's like, different for me though, dude. Because other people are like, dude, when is it coming out? I'm like, dude, yeah. do I still have a job? Like, did, you, did I get fired? Like, <laughs> 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 just suddenly he's going to be like, listen, uh, I was talking to the guy from All's Fair. He's pretty dope. So <laughs> like, I don't know how to tell you this, but so um. <laughs> So I'm working on a like a novel version, like a novella zine version of Arc City season one. Mm. And then I'm working on a, I guess what you would call like a commemorative version of, of season one, uh, Arc City. So that project is basically season one, but a, like a couple of visual aspects to go through it. And then a couple of more clues for some of the uh, web content that is being under, it's under development right now. So there's that. I'm working on the Arc City Mud, so that is coming along nicely. Uh, and explain and, what and, that means, because most people don't know what that means. Yeah, why am, I know, am but I, I don't mud? know if that episode has come out yet, though. So I don't. <laughs> like, well, I mean, what is a mud though? Like, what what does yeah. that even mean? Oh, so like a mud, mud is a, <laughs> That's exactly what it is now. Like that's exactly. <laughs> I'm scrapping the old project, and it is now mud wrestling. Uh, <laughs> So a mud. So my first experience with a mud was on a floppy disk on like a um, a DOS based computer. And what happens is you put it, you put the floppy disk in, and then it will come up with a command line, and it'll basically describe to you where you are. And then you have a menu of commands that you can issue by typing like stand up, sit down, go left, go right, whatever. And then as you interact with it, the mud continues to like it's basically DMs for you, right? So like. It's a text-based DM that tells you, like, okay, this is what the room looks like. This is what happened when you did that. This is what's in your inventory, whatever. And then that's how you play the entirety of the game is by issuing these commands and checking your inventory and doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so there is an Arc City. There's a reason for Arc City to have a mud, essentially. I just can't tell you what it is right now until that season two finishes coming out. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so working on that. I was trying to think through my release schedule because we've got a lot of stuff coming out. Oh, uh, After Six's uh, podcast obviously is still producing. I think there's an episode coming out this week, actually. Hopefully we'll see. Uh, whenever I can get Tra Travis Silver enough to do a show <laughs> or, or answer the phone, either or. And, then, and Travis is your normal co-host, right? Yeah, Travis is the co-host of the After Six podcast, allegedly. <laughs> so, And I got to jump that. in and talk about After Six real quick. Because that's how I first met Adam, actually. He was doing, I guess, was that season one that you were on? Oh, man. Uh, I think it was season three. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. So you were up on it already for a while. Yeah, we're, we've been, yeah this is season six. We've been doing it for six years. Holy crap. Yeah, so I was a noob, and uh, we just started Magic and Steel. And then um, we found each other online. I guess it was through Twitter at first. Adam used to do these beer runs, right? Is that what you called them? Yeah, yeah, it man. Really amazing. And he would catch these, he'd find these new shows that he, you know, enjoyed, and he would listen to the episode while on Twitter, kind of doing like a, a live tweet thing as he's listening to it. So he'd, he'd just start posting stuff like firing, rapid fire about things that was going on in the show. It was super cool. And he tagged, you know, he tagged the person. So like that's how I first met him. He was tagging us uh, in as he was listening to our episode talking about it. I'm like, wow, this is wicked. And so he would just do this play by play about all these highlights. And then I'm like, this guy's pretty cool. Uh, then I came to find out that he really wasn't. <laughs> that's the end of that story. Dun, dun, dun.
on. Well, I mean, yeah, but spoiler alert. Don't go <laughs> I didn't expect it to like end like, like that. Like, oh, great, great, great. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I, even know, I know where to go from that word, now. What was the safe word again? I, I feel like I need to know it now. Yeah. I mean, I know originally I said it'd be fine, but now I need to know the safe word. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Falafel. <laughs> Falafel is your new face safe word now. Oh, can it be maple syrup? No, be the... because it, do you really want it to be maple syrup? Let's think about this. I really don't know. Exactly. Though, maple, that, how about just that... maple? That works. Because I don't like maple Ooh, anything. Would... Fair enough. All right, we're in. <laughs> we're in. <laughs> Maple, I feel like I need. Are you writing it down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we going with the Canadian spelling? Yes. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Put A after it. Maple. 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 I am fluent in a, a form of French. I don't know if in anybody else is, French. but I definitely am. <laughs> How do you say cold pizza in French? Uh, pineapple. <laughs> that's not how it's said at all. <laughs> pineapple. You have to really, the A is nozzly, and so it's really pineapple is how you no, do it. No, that's not that original mean, either. <laughs> I, someone lied to me. I really feel like I should get my money back mm-hmm. for that course. You know, yeah. I feel like, Cold don't take in any language is cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. David is speaking. Yeah. <laughs> back, back to the After Six podcast. So, yes. um, oh, there's that. Back to, yeah, back right. to things about you. you in as few as 30 words, <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> what? Why would someone want to listen to the After Six podcast? Just give a little I'm not synopsis. Sure, dude. I don't even know why I listen to it. Well, I mean, what do, you, what do you do? Like, I, so, so I, I, know, I do know a couple things. You know, you I, interview some people. I, but what, what, do you, what do we listen to if we, if we load up the After Six podcast? So After Six podcast is a, is a show for two people, and both people are on the show. Uh, and we do it for Tammy Sloan. So Tammy Sloan is Travis's mom. And so we essentially do the show to make each other laugh and uh, have fun. And then also to sort of let Travis's mom know that Travis is still alive on some (laughs) level. And typically all of the jokes and all of the meta jokes and all of the references, people who are in who have met us on some level will probably get one or two of them uh, and may find it funny. But for the I don't you know, I mean, like it's really just us having fun and doing it because the joy for us is hanging out with each other and making something, right? Like that's what we do. We do interviews occasionally. We get some people on. There's usually bad audio. There's typically a train or a siren <laughs> or a dog barking. Uh, sometimes the like audio level will spike occasionally. That's more just to specifically make David upset. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> uh, other, you know, it's so we're sort of trolling. Da- so I don't know how it happened. Travis and David have this like grudge match going where it's going to end with them wrestling. And David has already agreed to wear like the black, like le- like the old Andre, the giant, like over the shoulder, like black leotard. And Travis is going to come, I think in a bear suit, I think uh, and then <laughs> Travis and, and David are going to wrestle. And I don't even know why, but apparently it just, they, I don't know what happened from like the word go. They just sort of went at each other and it was amazing. Uh, and I'm sort of, I do my best to keep it going. You know what I mean? Just to instigate as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, you um, know, from the word, it was Travis's fault. He's the instigator, that little fuck. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like him. <laughs> he started talking shit because he was jealous of a quest for magic and steel. And then that's how, that's how it was on. It pretty much. I mean, kind of like, I think he was upset because I was listening to other podcasts or something. I'm not sure. 
it was really early on in the in the process. But I, you know, I don't think it's it's really important how the war started. I think it's just important how cool the war is. Like, and if we can actually get Travis in a bear suit at some point, uh, <laughs> and you guys to wrestle, I feel like that's a good stream. You know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah. I feel about that. Let's do it. So. I just have a feeling that the zipper is gonna break on the bear suit. David suplexes him all of a sudden. The zipper breaks. He now lives his life in as a bear. I'm sorry, there are no other choices. It's fine with you. Say now like it's a bad thing. Like <laughs> you're like like secretly when you're playing like Super Mario three, you weren't like, man, I wish I had a raccoon suit. You know, like, oh, I, I played that the other day and I was like, I really really could have one of those raccoon suits just fly everywhere. Save so much right? time. And the and the tail wagging alone would be epic. Like. I, I think it, it doesn't work unless it makes the sound though, like the sound that it makes when you wag the tail. Otherwise, it's sort of you feel like, well, that's just subpar. You know what I mean? Like, why would you have a raccoon suit? Doesn't make a tail sound. That's ridiculous. For those who haven't seen the After Six podcast, the reason I like it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, wait, you can you can see the podcast? What do you mean? Well, yeah, because it's on Twitch. You can watch they live it. stream it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. See, oh. I'm a fan. <laughs> I, know I only watch I the episodes with doing, Adam but... in, but that's beside the point. <laughs> no, for real. The reason I really like it is because you keep it real. You have a way to connect with the people that you're talking to on just like a normal level, and they feel comfortable with you. And so you really get to learn who the people are that you're interviewing. And you we even get to learn a little bit more about you, Adam, too, that we can relate to what you're talking about. And that's what really makes your podcast special. You are officially in charge of telling people what my podcast is about. <laughs> yeah. That's that you get the job, you are hired. Uh, so there you go. So it. it's more than a podcast, it's a vodcast as well. Mm-hmm. Or vidcast. Mm. What do we call that? He doesn't really VOD, but they're, they're, you can click on them to rerun them. He doesn't really rerun them either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally looking up what my production release schedule is because I don't I don't know where remember what it all was and I was like oh I know there was more things like and if you had you not brought that up I probably would not have remembered that there was a list but luckily <laughs> you asked me the other day and I had to tell you and I remember making up a bunch of stuff and now I'm gonna see what that is <laughs> uh, okay oh yeah so streaming like occasionally I'll do streaming so I'll do like Hearthstone Borderlands three Soul Calibur five uh, Diablo three and Overwatch streams right. Uh, actually in, or, and I'm actually a decent Hearthstone player, although I am actually overall terrible, but like for the most part, so that's through Fizzlebang, which is a show where we where mostly I play Hearthstone, but I also do like deck building and, uh, game mechanics and like game theory and stuff like that. And then, and a lot of cursing and usually a lot of like rage quitting. Uh, and then, uh, after the podcast live, rage and then for what's, oh man, what's that? You're a rage quitter. No, not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, not until after I've quit, then I'm not anymore. <laughs> Fine. There, there's only one game that you can really say everyone in the world has rage quit once. Dark Souls. I can say that I pre-rage quit that game by never playing it. See, no I really like complex and difficult games, so I, I never rage quit that. I can honestly say that. I played it when they had all the bugs on the Xbox 360 and broke a controller. <laughs> but I'm not a rage quitter, though. I'll admit I've thought about it, especially in Call of Duty. Um, I am a hardcore Call of Duty fan. <laughs> I own them all because I love them all. <laughs> Duty. But I prefer, like, if, if you mess with me, I will hunt you down and kill you kind of <laughs> aggression. It's, 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 hard, it's hard to rage quit Call of Duty. Like, when we all played together, that there's, we started hunting people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I get serious. <laughs> My favorite thing in Call of Duty, and I'm so bummed they got rid of it, for up until Call of Duty Black Ops 3, 
they used to have where if you killed the other team for like 10 seconds, you could hear them. And the best part was when you killed someone and they cursed your name. I looked forward to that all the time and they got rid of it. I'm so bummed. Yeah, so say my bummed. Name. Say my name. I bitch. love that. I love it. It's so good. You know? Who's your dad? Because I'm like a fluffy bunny in my life. You know, like <laughs> I wouldn't hurt a fly, but in Call of Duty, man, it's on. Scream <laughs> my name, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So T-bag, good. Bitch. Yes. <laughs> I do. Like, I'm unrecognizable. That's why I usually play by myself. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that stream you did with the zombies was great, though. See, so we're like, why the fuck are you going that way? That's the wrong way. Why aren't you guys listening to me? And we're like, so yeah, you're, you're streaming. You're not talking to them. They should listen anyway. <laughs> I do. I get so into the zone of what I'm doing. It's like nothing else exists or matters. It's intense. It's so intense. And of course, I'm wow. with all my vet buddies, too. <laughs> and then they're encouraging and they're so supportive of my aggressive nature. It's wonderful. Yes. I love being there. I miss it. I might play after this. I'm going to get a message tomorrow morning. I played Call of Duty till like three. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually did a, a research project with Call of Duty at Kutztown University because uh, my major is in psychology. And when the first Call of Duty game came out, which I think is in like 2012, I believe, or maybe one of the Call of Duties came out in 2012, I realized that a lot of people who are deployed in the army play this game because they're very lonely, they're missing family, and this is a great place to bond. And it's also a great place for like vets. They also play this game. So I decided I would do some research on those suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. And I got a group together to see how gaming helps those who are suffering from that disorder and I found like significant results. It was incredible. It was a wonderful experience. I met like amazing people. So if you haven't played Call of Duty, I recommend it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was a good time. But I'm very pro gaming and mental health. Very cool. Yeah. I used to play Black Ops two, I think it was. <gasps> was my- That's my That's favorite my- one. Yeah, mine too. Uh, <gasps> and my calling card was Master Shake from Aqua Gene <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And then um but that's when so what happened in that realm was like sort of that's when Borderlands 2 came out and I sort of because that's one of my main games that I play nonstop is like I played Borderlands 1 until 2 came out and played Borderlands 2 until now 3 is coming out here pretty soon. You know, that's sort of my thing. I like Call of Duty, but I think I replaced sort of FPS space with like Overwatch and and Borderlands only because the thing that I particularly didn't like about and that's just, and just the entire sort of catalog of like all the black ops and all of the call of duties and all that was that one the frequency in which they're released and sort of refreshed is too fast for me right i don't like i want there to be a little bit more persistent sort of progression or, or slow. you know like mm-hmm. or yeah you know i mean something like that <laughs> like or fast then slow then a little faster then maybe slow down but um <laughs> but that's like <laughs> uh, need a good rhythm I need- yes very rhythmic with your call of duties <laughs> i think so. yeah i mean you just clicking heads right um, and then <laughs> you're breaking my heart. <laughs> How could you get rid of Call of Duty? Well, here's why, though. My so my entry, my entry experience into Call of Duty was playing the original PC Call of Duty, but we never played the actual campaign. It was a, we always had after, after work when I owned the photography studio, like me and my employees would sit around on, a, on our land and we would play Call of Duty, but we would download all the custom maps. And then we got into map building and building custom maps. And so at, at the end of every day, there was like a Royal Rumble in like Call of Duty. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like at the, So it's hard to compete with that experience, right? I mean, like 
there's no way that unless that sort of environment repeats itself, right, that I'm going to have as much fun as I did playing with the same five or six people in a death match mm. every day on custom maps. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's kind of high up there. The same reason why like uh, Star Wars Galaxies was like the best game ever for like three months. Same reason why like World of Warcraft was great for like five years. You know, it's just it's the people that you play with that yeah. matter far more than the game it does. So I think once once that crowd sort of dispersed naturally, I think that's what more than anything else moved me on to other FPSs. I'm too sad to respond. <laughs> well, then start playing Overwatch. Just, no, Overwatch. Why? No. Why? Why? No. Why? Why? Because it's so easy. There's no challenge to Overwatch. Oh, oh yeah? Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see you at Gen Con. <laughs> apologies. <laughs> apologies to the Overwatch community. <laughs> yeah. The, the Red Raiders yeah. does not. I love practice. you, Stinky. That's right. All right. All right. <laughs> Now, yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna one v one Widowmaker match, uh, <laughs> and we'll see what we'll see how easy now, it is. Yeah, if you want a really challenging game that's still going on for FPS, Counter Strike. Not just Counter Strike Go BS. Classic DS Dust Counter Strike. Mm, I loaded up, loaded up the other day. Spent two hours with some old friends just running a map because the matches aren't timed. It's capture the flag. You oh. have to get yeah. five captures. It took us two hours. Like I mentioned to my one friend, like, you know, these aren't kids playing. These are guys who remember it from back in the day who realize this game is still around. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I know that. Yeah, do you play this David? Game. Oh, yeah. Yeah? That's I one know. of the first. Yeah, I used to play. One of my first games was actually, it was actually my first online game, I think, was SWAT. It was SWAT 3. Oh, wow. Love that. Yeah. I love SWAT 3. And then Counter-Strike so was good. out around the same time. I played that. Uh, the SWAT thing I loved because... You could, uh, you know, it was like a group thing. You know, you had your team, you had the red and blue team, and you could, it was all the headset thing. I was like, wow, this is a thing. We can actually talk to each other and go through this mission. This is wicked. And then uh, Medal of Honor was out, and that was pre-Call of Duty. It was uh, Airborne Assault. Oh, you You know what? Now that you said that, I just realized that, like, so when I was, the land game that I played first was Medal of Honor, and then I didn't play uh, Black Ops until later with uh, my friend Phil and Jer- and uh, Matt. So like, yeah, like there was metal. That's right. It was Medal of Honor. Yeah, man. That's so. I totally forgot yeah. that game was so dope. So dope. It was uh, Allied Assault. It was Medal of Honor AA. Yeah. I remember yeah. that was the first one that I did. Yeah. And uh, that's the first clan I joined. It was uh, 82nd Airborne uh, Clan, and uh, I helped them make the website. It was a real big deal. I was playing that for years, and then uh, Call of Duty came. We had Call of Duty. I think I played up till Call of Duty 2 with those guys. And then I realized, oh, my God, I have kids that are young. I have to stop doing this. And then I quit, <laughs> I quit stream playing online. <laughs> and I, I stopped everything kind of until I started the podcast with my kids a lot older. And I said, okay, this is something we can do together. I started a clan in Black Ops 2 called Chaotix Angels. Nice. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah, it was a good time. Back when I was Angelic Chaos, that was my name. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I guess that doesn't go on anymore. Well, I wanted, oh, what, my Angelic Chaos? Well, it's on the Xbox, and I normally play PlayStation, so they have all awesome. their life over there. <laughs> the Xbox also is more, um, oh yeah, it's more heavily monitored. <laughs> People can monitor me. I feel like I'm stalked on a regular basis, so it's okay for me. But I like the PlayStation because it has the share play. So I can bring anybody on to play a game, which is pretty freaking awesome. What a nifty thing that uh, Microsoft and Sony both did not tell their gaming divisions they're doing uh, for both the five consoles, whatever the hell they're calling the new Xbox console, (laughs) and whatever the new PS4. That's not called the PS5. It's like 
PlayStation console, next gen current yeah. project is they're going to be both going to have cross play. They say for that all every the games. Year. Well, this is this was not told to uh, the developers, but Microsoft and Sony signed the contract for it. I was like, wait, you have the same technology. You didn't tell your developers who are now threatening to go on strike. Yeah. Like, you can't go on strike. Developers are like, um, watch us. You made a huge business decision to not tell your developers that, hey, we want to put all of our games discless, all on the cloud, cross-play, you know, share play available. That takes work. And they want it done by Christmas. Yeah. No, it's what, not going to happen. It's um May right now. Christmas is what? Yeah. Seven months away? I hope they go on strike. Personally, I'd say, hey, you can't screw your your people who have to develop brand new technology now in seven months, market it, and then get it to their fans. Mm-hmm. I think they just do it as a marketing ploy. It's literally every single year. Oh, it's going to be cross-platform. It never happens. Never happens. Well, I, mean, I think everyone should realize that on some level, realistically, one iteration of these consoles they're going to all be cross-play, and they're all going to be download-only, no disc, con- no hard content. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, like don't invest in a GameStop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's they, it's coming. They just, when they announced it wasn't going to have a disc system, they didn't tell their devs. Neither Sony nor Microsoft did. So you have guys who've been working two, three years on a disc system to find out via news release, we're going discless. It sounds like a sound business decision, though, because there's when you talk, when you start thinking of it on the level of like NDAs, like that, that deal between Xbox and PlayStation is not for a little bit of money, right? Like that's a huge, huge like merger with a lot of ins and outs, a lot of negotiation, a lot of like millions and millions of dollars at stake, as well as the entire future of both companies at stake based on the success of that deal or how well it's done. Mm-hmm. Like if one of them gets a bad end of that deal, that could be the end of their system, right? So, the more people you tell, even internally, the weaker your position gets in that negotiation because now as it starts to leak out and then online community gets their two cents in and now suddenly like, you know, the negotiation sort of vanishes and you're just stuck making a deal you didn't want to make, but now you feel like you have to. And in addition to that, like the last person you're going to tell is the people that are like specifically designing discs because you're not going to need those people, yeah. right? Like yeah. those are like... I get not... not telling the disc designers, but telling your hardware designers, the guys who have to make all the hardware work. But they can't. No, but they can't because what happens if the deal falls through? Yeah. Then suddenly like they've been working on, a, you know, they can't work on both, right? They can't invest capital in working on both types of systems at the same time. They only have so many developers, right? So they have to continue driving forward in the direction that they're already going and they can't afford for those developers to be like, oh, it doesn't matter because they're going to be discless anyway. Or once this cross-platform thing comes in, we're good. They can't have that happen because then if the deal falls through or something doesn't happen, they need a high-quality, like old-school, next-gen system. So they need those people to be working forward like that's how it's going to happen. And then they feel like if the deal goes through, they would be in a better position to have them switch tracks. And if they have to divide that at that point, if you switch tracks and they're not going to get done by Christmas and you have to invest additional capital into hiring additional developers, you know how many developers you need and how long you need them for. Right. Whereas if you do it the other way around, you have to hire a whole team of developers to work on an entire new thing. And you don't know how long it's, you know, if they're even going to need it or how long they're going to work on it. And if it's going to be with the old thing and you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like on the. On the front end, it sounds super crappy and it's like, what the F? Like, how could you do that? Mm-hmm. But if you think about it on the level of it's your billions of dollars on the line, right? Like, you have a different perspective on that. Yeah, I, I can understand why they did it. But when they're 
way Sony's answer to the PlayStation division was of you kind of you need us was kind of like uh, things you shouldn't say in the public. Telling your highly skilled, highly trained developers who can leave, you need us. There's no one who can do what the guys did to fix. Well, it's the reason Sony fired all of their PS3 developers because of all the issues. Yeah, that that thing was terrible. And it's the reason Xbox fired half the developers of the original 360 because they weren't doing the job right. They actively sought out developers from all over the world. Like, no, they don't. They don't need you guys. You're paying them six, seven figures a year because you need them. Why I they... don't think that's true, though. I mean, because. Let me just say that, like, as a player of games, like a develop, like if a developer is working on a AAA title that I play, like that person, you know, is my personal effing hero, right? Like, I have mad respect for game developers, especially talented ones. But at the same time, don't forget that independent game development is on the rise, and a lot of those developers that are insanely talented go off and develop their own intellectual properties that then get purchased by other game, de- like other companies. Because remember that Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, they're all publishers, mm-hmm. right? They're not game developers. They're publishers. Yeah. It's so the, it's the dev end, like the console dev ends of the companies that are all in an uproar right now because of getting kind of told you have to change track, but you still have to keep on schedule that like the publishing side of things. They're happy. They're like less work, but more money. And we can then do what Sony's been doing fantastically. Tons of indie games. So I switched from my Xbox to the PlayStation mostly now. Yeah. So many indie titles and games. Like that's where Sony and Xbox are betraying sort of their corporate culture is they want to move away from the AAA development cycle with like high-end developers working on what they want to do is they want, they basically want to repeat Xbox success with Minecraft, right? They want a developer to struggle on their own for like 10 years with no help to make something that becomes, has enough sort of clout or enough following that they can throw money behind it, right? Hire a team to run it. And now they've got a AAA title. That's a bestseller and they didn't have to pay for the research and development of that title. And then they can continue to rest on their IPs that they already have. Like, no, they're not going to stop making Resident Evils. They're not going to stop making Zeldas. They're not going to stop making, you know, those type of games, right? Or if you look at, like, the Gearbox business model, right? Gearbox was sort of its own thing. They developed a ridiculously cool game, and now it's multi-system. Because I think the idea of, like, exclusive launch is going to fall squarely in the realm of independently developed and operated games, and the bigger games, the bigger titles are going to be cross-platform by houses or companies that aren't really associated with that company. You know, they're just, they're doing it on contract or whatever. Bethesda's doing with uh, Black Isle and ESO soon. They already have it for Xbox and computer that you can cross-play. But they don't have it set up for uh, PlayStation because they're waiting for Nintendo to jump on board for ESO, which would be really, I've never played a Switch. I don't have one. Speaking of Switch, uh, we're going to switch from video game to... Didn't you have an RPG you're going to talk about, TK? Uh, yes. Uh, so Orpheus we're going to switch gears. Yeah, tell us about that game you want to talk about. Uh, Orpheus Protocol, they have an amazing Kickstarter. Beautiful artwork. Uh, it is a modern day... Well, I wouldn't say modern day. It depends on your GM for the setting. Mm-hmm. But uh, this game, I talked about it a lot in the beginning of when I was talking about games. Because I love the system. Uh, it's based off a system that... Um, Rob Stitt, the creator, developed himself, called the Blood and Bone System. It is a horror-based system. It, it's making the 
players, question their decisions, not just as a player, but as a player character. Sounds perfect for me. Because every decision you make can have a catastrophic effect. They've gone a long way from the playtest documents they released to now. Now everything is very much more in line with a professional-looking RPG. What I really love and what keeps me coming back to playing this system is the difficulties you can set. Not just as a GM, but as a player. You can, as a player, say, I want to do this thing, but I don't have a skill in it. Like, um, let's say we're all playing and CA's like, I want to go and use this sniper rifle I'm not trained in. Well, I'm trained, but (laughs) (laughs) proceed. (laughs) (laughs) And I can say, okay, it's a difficult value of four. You're not trained in it, but you can take the shot. You have these things called strain. You can spend points of strain, which everyone, I believe, starts with uh, six in each category, mental, physical, spiritual, to make your rolls better. And unlike fate points, you can get those back from resting or doing like a, a downtime exercise. And oh. then the, it keeps going. It's not like every session you get a long rest. Could be you don't get that back for five or six sessions because you're in the middle of a mission. So you really have to question what you're doing as a player. And as a GM, you got to kind of look what your players are doing because your players can outthink you really easily. So when you say catastrophic, like how catastrophic could it really be? Uh, I want... Almost drowned, released an Eldritch God, and I kicked a bunch of grenades into its mouth. Yeah, but that seems like like the average GK game. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I uh, did not, what we thought, we killed it. We did not. It possessed one of our teammates. Because like in the Honey Heist game I had, I distinctly remember you blowing up an entire palace and committing suicide. (laughs) The very end of the game. (laughs) Well, there just had to be a way for us to get out. That was one hell of a way. I'll always remember it. You're being chased. I got this. Fire everywhere. Yep. It can go from something as small as, you know, Eldritch Tor possessing a teammate or as big as you unleash a hell god into the universe that you now have to put back. I and really it, love horror games. It is so good. And it, the way they've built it, mm-hmm. it's not just a quick, you know, you're leveling up easily. You level by completing an arc in the story. And you might not all level at the same time. Like if David's story arc is complete because he's a werewolf soldier that was, his whole purpose was finding the guy who killed his brother. He finds him, decides to not give in to the werewolf urges. He would go get an experience for that. Choosing humanity over monster. But if he goes full monster... The GM might say, okay, you're getting too experienced just for that awesome scene right there. See, I like that everybody levels up at different points because usually in the games that I play, it's like as soon as you're done this one shot that you've done yeah. today, then you know, you're up the next level. Yep. <laughs> like all the time. I've, I've never played anything like that. That would be really cool. That would be a cool mm-hmm. feature. I would yeah. like that. That is nice. what drew me to this. After listening to the podcast, I mentioned you don't all level together. I've never played a game like yeah. this. I'm Very intrigued. Cool. And then CA or TK, just make sure I have that uh, link to that, whoever has that. I'll, we'll put that yeah. in the show notes so everybody can check it out. Let's let's jump on. I don't know what else you have in mind, CA, but I, I want to get to our favorite part of the show, my favorite part of the show. I know we have a lot of fans that like the What's in the Box segment. What's in the Box? Adam, you're going to play RPG with me one day, right? Uh, Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I fear for my life, but I feel like that's all right. (laughs) The uh, what's-in-the-box tale so far. After the return of Molly and Minnie Mall to their rightful home, 
Once more, we are on the road for adventure. No more dog-faced men to face, loot and tow, you begin the long journey towards the unknown. As you walk down an empty path from town, you see a tent on the side of the road with a wizened old man behind the counter. You approach the counter, there are many oddities and signs, but one particular catches your eye, an ornately decorated pearl box with brass handles and a puzzle lock at the top. A sign sits in front of the box. If you open it, you may claim what's in size. The combination is in threes. As you begin to fiddle with the puzzle and it opens, mist begins to pour from it. And the old man begins to fade and you hear a cackling whisper of, Jesus. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Jesus. <laughs> I happen to have Jesus in my mouth right at this moment. Actually. And my question for, for you, you is, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, What's that is for you, David. <laughs> I happen to be I, eating. I see you can't see it on video, but my loaded cheesy taco grooves. Mm, yes. They're mm. really good and zesty. Yummy. Yummy. Nom, 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 nom. I like it. I'm distracted by your tacos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel like Adam should go first. Does the guest the go first? Yeah, yeah right. guest gets yeah. go first. Tell me what's in your box, Adam. It's not Cheez Its. Mm. <laughs> All right, I win. No, I'm just kidding. And I feel disappointed no, about that. No. Does it smell like Cheez-Its? You can redeem yourself. <laughs> it does now. <laughs> um, so my box mm-hmm. contains, it's a wearable item. It's a, it's a ring. The Pixel ring. I love Pixel <laughs> ring. It's like the thing ever. Uh, it comes accompanied by a, a, a small D6. And D6 whenever, you, whenever you feel like you're going to take damage, you throw the D6 at whatever is trying to do damage at you. Mm-hmm. And then you still take all the damage, but at least you have something to throw is how that, that's, <laughs> that's how it works. See, I feel really like you knew that TK's favorite thing was D6. <laughs> it's his favorite die. <sighs> now I have to work for it. Uh, no comment. I'm not going to, I think maybe it's a ring that comes with a dice that you can throw at things. And I think that is the extent of, of its operational effectiveness. And it smells Ooh. like Jesus. <laughs> I think it smells like cheese. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Zesty taco cheese, it's to be exact. Yeah. Well, and the jalapeno ones, too. I mean, those are I mean, those fire, right? Jalapenos. On our steak. You know, in French, that's jalapenos. <laughs> that's how they say it in French. <laughs> oh, it's so much better. I can't do that. How do they say it in Canada? They say jalapenos, eh? Those are those, uh, those pepper things, eh? Those are hot, eh? Pepper, eh? <laughs> we love Canada. <laughs> we do love Canada. Yes. Except for the syrup. I was just going to say that, except for yourself. your syrup. You can keep it. <laughs> and the Toronto maple leaves. We don't like anything with maple. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go next. I'm going to go next. <laughs> Yay! In the box, you see another box, but it looks like as though it's just been dug up out of the earth recently. And on top of this box, there's a disc made of gold with imprinted images. One of wind, one of flame, one a water drop, and one of a tree. What happens if I touch it? (laughs) How are you touching the box? I'm going to touch the the fire symbol. As you touch the fire symbol, you can feel like your finger getting hotter. I lick the box. (laughs) (laughs) It's magically delicious. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Is there, is there any writing on the box? No writing, just the symbols. Did licking the box do anything to it? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, Dave, can we can we trade boxes? I feel like your box is way better. Can I just hey, yo. look? I, mine's got a cool ring in it. You could have it. Nah. See, I have to go over and beyond because you use yeah. the D six. CA's box is always the best box. Aw, you're the best. Dave. I've heard that actually. I've actually that's not the first time I've heard that. My box brings all the RPG men to the yard. Uh, I'm gonna six. touch the uh, the tree symbol. So when you touch the tree symbol. You feel like your hand is kind of like gravel. Huh. I'm going to close the box and see if I can get the old man to come back and ask him what the cheeses thing was about. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch I want to touch one of the trees in the forest with my now gravelly hand. <laughs> with my gravel hand. <laughs> uh, so when you touch a tree, it disintegrates and becomes just sawdust. Mm. I got this. I now have a Thanos' hand, guys. <laughs> We're safe from anything we encounter. Yeah, but did you put it on your right hand or your left hand? Because if you're right-handed, you're going to have to figure out how to do some other things differently now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going uh, to snap and see what happens. <laughs> you're going to snap the box? <laughs> no, just snap my fingers. See if Nothing happens. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the podcast the... doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to touch the uh, water symbol. <laughs> <laughs> you can open the box too, you know. Oh, it opens? <laughs> it's a box. <laughs> okay, I'm going to open the box. So when you open the box, inside are four candles. One is blue, one is green, one is red, and one is yellow. Yellow and blue make green. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, remove the candles, sit down on the ground, put them around me, and light all of them. You're going to light all of them? <laughs> yes. Hey, puff, puff, give. Come on, what's up with the candles? <laughs> all of them? <laughs> so when you light the yellow one, it immediately turns to sand. When you light the red one, it immediately bursts into flames and disappears. When you light the blue one, it turns into liquid. And when you light the green one, you see it turn into gravel. At the same time, four Ganazis come up and are standing around you. <laughs> I can't stand Ganazis. Man, you know, the party always gets ruined. One Ganazi, you invited, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm just going to be like, okay, so um, <laughs> guessing you were trapped in the box somehow. Yes, we were trapped in the box. Well, that guy was a dick. All of you, like together? It's like a clown <laughs> car box? Like, how does that, is there a dimension in there? Did like, you say that, that guy's a dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt like that was really nice. <laughs> It's trapping people in boxes. <laughs> well, you can tell. Guy? I knew there was something wrong. He's got a van. You know that guy's got a van. <laughs> <laughs> they all have their own van, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, so what you notice is that these Ganazis are not attacking to you. Or not, not attacking to you, because that's a thing. <laughs> not attacking you. So you have control over these Ganazis for a limited amount of time. So for those that may not be an expert, what is a Ganazi? It's kind of like a genie in a way. Uh, it was used uh. in the Forgotten Realms, and they have all different types of them. Uh, they cause like elemental chaos, and they have rather interesting temperament. <laughs> they can be, you know, friendly, and then one moment just like completely tear your head off. Nice. Uh, so you're saying it's like being married, is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> and speaking yeah. of Ganazi, let's talk about our sponsor for this week. It is Aladdin. The new live action movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Speaking uh, in uh, other news, Thread Raiders podcast sued by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, we'd have been sued well before this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell them that they are they are uh, free, but you know, if they wouldn't mind going back to that town we just left and maybe burning it down. <laughs> Super appreciative. Not that, you know, we need it burnt down, but pretty sure we might have left them with a, a mimic mini mall. Yay. A Molly who a Molly who is uh, yes. you know, addicted to hamburgers now. Oh, so <laughs> cute mini mall. Now are the Ganazi happy to be freed or are they pissed off? They're genuinely pissed off. But they can't do oh. anything about it because TK has set them on fire and now <laughs> controls them. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like, you guys are free after you burn down that town. Just never look for us. <laughs> well, I'm just pointing to see it. She has Buell in the air and we, somewhere around here we have a talking skull and uh, a book that we can ma- unmake you. And, you know, Ganazis use a lot of elemental magic too so they can be very powerful and you can but actually... Throw a D6 at it. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> And you can also be a Ganazi if you wanted to ever play one. I do that every now and then. I play an Air Ganazi. And they have all kinds of fun stuff. Like they can hold their breath forever. <laughs> they also, can even uh, like levitate. Things like that is pretty cool. The 10-foot ten, the ten levitation is really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. It's a lot of fun. And I love playing that character too. She's a, just a fun gypsy to play. Sure. So David. Yes. You are stuck between the Cheez-It ring. <laughs> <laughs> And the Ganazi candles. What's in your box? So you open the box and mm. you see a flute. I wrap my fingers around it. This is getting hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. And you feel that it, it is not a fleshy feeling flute. It, uh, <laughs> it is a hard flute. <laughs> It's, Go on. Go on. Uh, it's, it seems to be made of wood. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is a wooden flute. I say put the flute in your mouth. I, you don't know what it's really made of until so you put it in your mouth. I say. If I, you know, if I put my finger on a hole, would. what happens? Nothing. Oh. All right, I pull I mean, it out. Like, see, yeah, you, you, you have to blow. <laughs> Thanks, TK. You're always there for me. <laughs> I'm always watching, many... if that counts. I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, he's always there, but I'm at least always watching, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm obviously going to put it in my mouth, and I'm going to play the flute. What happens? Okay. So matters how you play it. There are three holes. <laughs> it's always like that. All right. So how do you, what do you do? Do you just start playing a song? I'd like to try one hole at a time. Okay. <laughs> I'm afraid if I play them all, something terrible will happen. All right. Yeah, so work your way up. Let's start <laughs> yeah, out. Get so to work at it. You just wrap your lips around the end of this flute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I actually, no, you don't wrap it around. It's a flute, so you're actually blowing into the side of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how to play the flute, so. Yeah, it's not yeah, a, either. I was thinking it recorder. Like it's not that. a recorder, <laughs> right. You're not, you're not <laughs> wrapping your yeah. lips around it. You put okay. it to the side of your face there, and you have you have three little holes in it. So mm-hmm. you blow into it, and you don't hold down any of the holes, and it just goes. Boop. Nothing happens. <laughs> and you I don't say, think it's working, guys. <laughs> let's try. Let's try holding down one of these holes. So you hold down the first hole, and you blow. It's a little bit of a different pitch. You hold it for a few seconds, and then you see this burst of light comes out from the end of the flute, with a Did thirty foot radius of dim light it lights up the area you go "Ooh, that's cool do you continue 
Can everybody else see the light, or is it just oh, me? Oh, yeah. No, it lights up this whole area. Okay, like, if good. you were in a cave, this would like, be really dead. handy. <laughs> this would be cool. Blew my first hole and died. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for the second one. What happens? All right, so you put your finger over the second hole, and you blow. Yeah. Different oh, one. God. <laughs> <laughs> my performance check didn't go so well, guys. <laughs> and then a, a fire erupts, a brilliant beam of light shoots out. And it hits a tree, and you notice it goes about 60 feet um, that this fire just blows out of this thing. You're like, wow, that's pretty cool. So it blew up the tree? Yeah, because the tree was in the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad Adam wasn't in the way. I'd hate to kill off a guest. (laughs) And then I guess you go on to the third. I don't know about that. TK, how do you feel about this third hole? Just uh, aim it away from us. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. So I'm going to I'm gonna make some distance, like a football field away. Okay. <laughs> Facing, you know, the flute away from, you know, our crew. What happens when I play the third one? All right. A flare of blinding light in a 30-foot cone rips down half of the forest uh, in front of you. Whoa. Exactly half. 50%. I have the power. That's, that's, I barred that's power. Incredible. This is awesome. CA has mastered the Kamehameha flute. Yes. <laughs> and math. Dude, that's apparently. intense. <laughs> it is intense. Wow. It's very powerful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you were to actually um, uh, find out anything about it, if you were to look it up in the libraries of wherever some cool sounding they place, run. you would notice that it only has 50 charges. And on the uh, one note, if you just need light, that does not use up a charge. If you uh, blow with the... Uh, second note, it uses one charge each for the fire, a 60-foot fire flame. If you use the third note, it uses up five charges, and uh, that's for the 30-foot cone. And then it's just a regular flute after that. All right, TK, it's your time. You have to vote. I got to give it to the flute. Yeah. it wiped out a forest. <laughs> <laughs> But I gave you, like, Ganazi control, and you have a cheese-it ring. I know, but the flute, you blew up a forest. But you can't just get a cheese-it well, I mean, ring anywhere. It's an unfair contest, because none of you threw a D6 at anything. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you'd even try. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, it could have been effective. Uh, you don't know. It might have It might have been the thing that saved your life. I, I, I carry D6 with me all the time, though. I believe See? It. Now you need to put them on rings. So and that's why his D6 fetish, is he's now the biggest fanboy of the After Six podcast. Ooh. That's right. See? Six. All comes together. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my next tattoos is a D6. Oh, I thought you were going to say all comes together. All comes together. Yeah, me too. I was like, wow, that's bold. <laughs> that's a commitment. Oh, man. <laughs> my, my tattoo already started giving me crap for falling asleep once. Yow. All right, David. Well, it's almost time for you to leave. It is. I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, we're not even going to talk about Arc City. That's so sad. Nope. <laughs> 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 Love it. That, that would be a totally, that, that would make sense. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I only have one. You know, I only have one question anyway. What is it? So, uh, when's the uh, next episode coming out? <laughs> when's, uh, what do you think that might, uh, and also, do I still am I, do I have a job? Like, am yeah. I still like, okay. Yeah, I guess it would save a phone call, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh yeah no answer yet on when it's coming out it's going to come out when it's ready uh that that's a good yeah. answer it is absolutely <laughs> i'm actually in a good place for it because 
I actually got a little stressed out, and uh, things were just, you know, the last two years have been kind of shitty. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and then trying yeah, yeah. to force myself to set a date, and then I kind of yeah. rushed to, to make things happen. And I'm not happy with that at all. So I have a lot of my, uh, a lot of the uh, voice artists, a lot of that stuff's all done. I have all the stuff, but now I just got to put it together, and I just wasn't feeling it. And I just was forcing myself. And then I just feel like pressure. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. What am I doing? This is. Yeah. This is a work of fun. yeah, it's a work of love, yeah. and it's a, it's a, yeah. amazing, yeah, and it's an amazing universe, and it's it's just going to be so cool. I'm so excited about it, and I can't, I cannot try to rush it. It's just got to be mm-hmm. when I have the time to sit down in my studio and just make this world come alive. That's I have to do that. I can't do it at work while I'm in the middle of doing yeah, no. things and just kind of have my one headphone yeah. in my one ear and no, nah, yeah. I can't can't do that. Too I have much to pressure. yeah. Well, it's not even pressure. It's it's just it's sloppy. It's just not committing, you know, with my studio speakers. Like I have to come down to my office and and make the time to work on it, and uh, it's going to happen. And it really needs so. to have that isolated feel too. Absolutely, that adds yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's such a it's such a surgical soundscape that you put into that show. Like yeah. it really does. It really is uh, the process. You yeah. guys do great. So it's going to be. I don't amazing. do anything. Like he he literally does all the work. I promise you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, tell everybody where they can find you. Find me on Google Maps. I am the pixel located near Indiana. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, right next to, to, to uh, You yeah. can find my pixel. You can find Adam's pixel. That's right. They're touching. Or you could always find me 10 to 15 feet away at per court order from KA. So so on Instagram, it's AC as well as on Twitter. And then After Six Podcast is at After Six Podcast on Twitter. HyperRealMG.com is where sort of all of the stuff that the my media company produces kind of hangs out. Uh, and then, of course, Steel Empire Network, steelempire.com. That's where that is our publishing network, and that is our partners, as well as I can fanboy out on the Quest for Magic and Steel podcast. And I can try to incite David's anger by calling it Coupon. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where... You can find it. Really. I love coupon. <laughs> I love, I call that all the time to people in kind of casual conversation. And then I have to always put the footnote, like it's not really called that. And he hates when you say that. So but don't, <laughs> yeah. like, but it's funny because I don't hate it. I love it. So that's a cool twist. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little coupon. <laughs> oh, what a coupon. I just think too, we, uh, we have to always just thank uh, tabletop loot. Cause I love those guys. They're so supportive yes. of us. So don't you get a percentage of something off? If you uh, go to the yeah, website. if you use the code Threadraiders, you get fifteen percent off on your dice order. Nice. Founders Coffee, RPG Kitchen, and So Nerdware. Yes, RPG Kitchen and So Nerdware have joined us as sponsors now. Oh, that's right! Amazing, good deal. So dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, move right along. I just I actually tweeted at RPG Kitchen earlier today. Actually, yeah, they're an amazing group of people out there. I'm so glad they're a yeah. part of everything. The Threadraiders. They were looking for writers, and I was yeah. like, I do things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put work on. I'll put words on paper for you. <laughs> <laughs> Any way you want them. <laughs> Upside down. <laughs> Mirror image. Whatever you need, I got you. Yeah, I'm totally not going to spell any of them right or put them in the right order, but I will definitely get you like two to 3,000 words on a piece of paper. Was that the ending? Everything will be in the show notes. So if you do check out our show, if you're on a podcast player, you can go in there and see if your podcast player shows the show note links. Otherwise, you can go to our website, threadraiders.com or threadraiderspodcast.com.
And then I'll let you finish us off if anybody else we need to mention or anything going on. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Don't you love that? I just leave that uh, out there. Um, yeah, that's good. Can you, good. can you not hear David's annoyance in his tone? Like, can you not hear the, like, I, I hate you all right now? Like, <laughs> no, I only really feel love. It's, it, it's the greatest thing is it's so easy. You just, you just talk and then things just happen. It's just these words. <laughs> it, it, innuendos just automatically just flow. It's, it's great.